0: I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 110 Holiness Unto the Lord, studying the book of Haggai uh, and Zechariah chapters 1 through 3 and 7 through 14. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come follow me study for busy moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a daughter of God just trying to get home, and I hope that something I say here today will help you on your journey home too. Um, thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for spending some time to listen to scriptures and talk about scriptures. Um, I've been considering changing the name of my podcast from Naptime Devotionals to like Paw Patrol Devotionals because I don't get the break because of Naptime anymore. I get the break because of Paw Patrol. <laughs> I won't. I won't change it. I like Naptime Devotionals. Um so let's jump into it. We're actually going to spend a lot of time in the Come Follow Me um today because I just loved a lot of things that they were talking about. The theme, the title of this particular section of scriptures in the Come Follow Me this lesson is holiness unto the Lord. And a lot of us will recognize that particular phrase as being on our temples. Um, uh, but the words holiness to the Lord do not just apply to the building of temples, which is a lot of what they talk about in Haggai, um, which I could be totally saying that wrong. So if I am, I apologize. Nobody says my name right. So I feel like it kind of gives me license to not say other people's names right sometimes. Um, anyway, so. Um, holiness to the Lord does not just apply to the building of temples, but also to the building of our lives, which that's comes from the come follow me. And I love this idea of building my life around holiness to the Lord. Like, I think that that's just like, why have I never thought of that before? So obviously true. Why have I never thought of that? Um, and true holiness, this again, come from. Come follow me. True holiness requires that the Lord's works and laws take hold in us, um, allowing this power to change our allowing His power to change our natures so that we can become holy like Him. Um, I've been talking to my sister in law a lot lately. I, I we we talk a lot. <laughs> We're on Marco Polo with each other constantly, um, and she we've been talking about different business things. And I said, suge- I made the suggestion, suggestion that she followed this one particular lady who, um, does Etsy workshops and stuff on like how to be an Etsy seller. Um, I promise this will come back. And, um, my sister-in-law was talking to me, uh, yesterday, maybe the day before, uh, I'm pretty sure it was yesterday about, um, one of the posts that this, that this lady had made that said, make God your business partner and like how much she loved that. And I was like, I've heard that before. Like I had forgotten I had heard that before until she said it. And it's one of those things that I think is so clever. And I think if you're, if you're not in business, you can still say like, make God your life partner in the sense of like, When you're planning your life, when you and your spouse are planning your life, God should be a part of that plan. Not just in the like, oh yeah, we'll go to church and we'll make sure we get married in the temple and we'll make sure that we're attending the temple regularly and that kind of thing. But like involve him in the planning, you know, pray about the things that you want to do. Pray about the dreams that you have together for your lives um, as well as like, you know, I want to write my books and make... Um, A lot of money that way. I would love, 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 love to make a ton of money writing books, writing fictional stories. I That would be so fun for me. Um, and making him part of your life. Making him, being aware of what he wants for you. Because um, I genuinely don't believe that Heavenly Father gives us like our our innate desires and talents that like, so like my love of writing and creating these fictional stories and my talent in writing, um, I do have some natural talent and then I've worked on that and it's become a skill. And, um, you know, I still have to, a lot of editing, but um, I don't believe that that would be given to me if I was not supposed to use it, right? I wouldn't have these stories in my head and have these characters and create all of these things if I'm not supposed to use it for some purpose. Um, and, uh, anyway, so making him part of your life. So let's look at Haggai, uh, chapter one, verse five. It says, now, therefore this, thus saith the Lord, um, of hosts, consider your ways. And this is kind of what I want to talk about. The come follow me says, you might take this opportunity to consider your ways. Think about your priorities and how you could align them with the Lord's. Um, for example, with my book, right? How can I align my desire to make lots of money writing, pro- becoming a professional author? How can I align that with the Lord's desires for me? Um, and I think sometimes the world would have us believe that the two are mutually exclusive. Like, no, the Lord wants you to be a nun. And only ever spend time reading your scriptures and only ever spend time, um, writing about Jesus. And while those are absolutely good things to do, and I'm not speaking against them at all, I think that Heavenly Father also recognizes that we have our desires and the trick is how do I let him guide me in this, right? Um, how do I let him give me what I want? Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. One of the things I want to talk about um, is I don't know if you follow me on Instagram or not. If you do not, um, I have just went to Chile and I just got home. And um, I have been reading. I read the entire on my flight there and on my flight back. I basically read half of the book on the way there and read the other half on the way home. Better than happy by Jody Moore. 100% recommend this book. If you have not read it, I highly recommend it. Um, if you're not already following her, Jody Moore co- coaching on Instagram, I again recommend that. So I want, she has basically the book is about connecting with divinity through conscious thinking. Um, she has a chapter in repentance and I just wanted to read this while I was preparing this, this section in her book, this like little cha- um, paragraph came to mind and I wanted to read this because I think sometimes we have our priorities and then we look at how can we align them with the Lord and there is some repentance that is necessary because we have not been aligning with the Lord. And this is a beautiful way to explain repentance. Um, and I, I just want to talk about this for a second. So I'm just going to read this to you. You know, this is on page 142. You know, when you're using a mouse with your computer and you end up at the edge of the mouse pad, you have to pick up the mouse and move it back to the middle to navigate the screen again, but you don't get mad at the mouse or at yourself for ending up on the edge. You just pick up the mouse and put it back where it belongs. This is the way with repentance. It's a realignment with who we truly are, and with our ability to do so is a generous gift. Thinking of repentance this way doesn't mean we justify bad behavior. Sin is sin. But shame is not a part of the repentance process. Godly sorrow is, I am a son or daughter of God. I can do better. And then picking the mouse up and putting it back, right? Um, That last little bit was me. Um, so I love this idea of let's take a look. The end of the year is kind of coming up upon us. And I think that this is a natural place, um, to take a moment and kind of reflect on where we are, um, where we've been, you know, what, um, were the mistakes that we made this year? What were the obstacles that we conquered this year? What all the stuff in between and take a minute to say, you know, where was I, where am I? Where do I want to be? Who, what does God have planned for me? Who do I want to be with him? And take a second to kind of realign that mouse and say, okay, this is the thing I struggled with the most this year, or this is something I really want to work on this upcoming year and take a minute to look at those priorities and find I would say, like, don't get crazy with it. Don't try and realign your entire life all at once because you'll become very overwhelmed and you'll wear yourself out. And so if you're like, man, I haven't been doing my scripture study and my prayer hasn't been really great and I haven't been really going to the temple as often as I would like and I haven't been doing my family history work. Oh my gosh, my ministering is suffering. Like, don't try and do everything all at one time because you will wear yourself out. I would say pick one thing. Pick one thing to realign yourself with God on more, um, and focus on that one thing next year. And I'm not saying don't do the other things, right? Like, I think that the natural consequence of us spending more time in the temple, for example, if we're like, man, I really wish, you know, my goal was to, um, go to the temple. I want to be in the temple more often. So then you make a goal. Okay. I'm going to try and go to the temple twice a month or once a month. And you make out the plan and you figure out, okay, these are the days that I'm going to go. I'm going to go on the third Friday of every month or, you know, I don't know, pick something. Um, And I'm going to go. And the natural consequence of you following through and making that 1% increase will be that you find yourself in your scriptures a little bit more. You find yourself a little more thoughtful in your prayers. You find yourself more willing to... Um, Be vulnerable with your ministering sisters and be there for your ministering sisters and connecting with people because you are aligning yourself with God in this one area. And by natural consequence, you start to align yourself with God in many other areas. So you don't need to focus on everything necessarily. Just pick one thing. Pick the one thing that you're like, I feel like this would be really good. There is no right answer here. Just pick one, whether it's your scripture studies, um, your ministering, your temple attendance, your family history studies, whatever it is, pick your one thing and figure out how you want, where, where are you now, right? What is, what does it look like right now? Like, so for example, our goal, Jake and I, our goal this past year was to go to the temple once a year. And I would say out of the 12 months, probably cause we, let's see, what month is it? We're in November. I would say, out of the eleven months of the year that we've had right now, okay, well, when I'm filming this, this is November. (laughs) When you watch it, it'll be December. But out of the twelve, out of the eleven months that we've had thus far, um, I would say probably seven or eight of them we were successful and went to the temple. There were several months there where we just missed it. We're like, oh my gosh! All of a sudden, it's the next month, and we completely. I forgot to schedule it. I found as long as I scheduled it, we went, if I forgot to schedule it, we forgot. Um, and so something just as simple as that. And then it's like, okay, well we, we had, so let's for, say for example, that we, we got seven out of, um, the 12 months of a year, right? Let's just pretend. So seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12, that's five months. That's a little better than 50%. Um, five months of the year we missed it. So that's about every other month. So if we were like, okay, well, we noticed that every time we scheduled it, we went. So let's just sit down at the beginning of the year and say, okay, this is where the plan is going to be. And then we can adjust as necessary. And I'm going to set an alarm in my phone that at the end of one, you know, I'll, okay, we're going to sit down and January 5th, 13th, which is my birthday. That's why it came to mind. January 13th, we're going to the temple. And then when we're done with January 13th, you know, we sit down we're like, okay, let's schedule out. Let's look at our schedules right now. This is where we're going to go. And then on January 13th, when we come home from the temple, I can look down and be like, okay, we said the next day is February 13th. Are we still good for that? Oh no, I had this thing come up. Okay. Well, what's the next day that we can do? We can do it on the 15th. Okay, perfect. Get into the phones, schedule it and go. Um, and just, making these 1% increases because I can tell you that when you make the conscious effort, um, you see God so much in your life. When you're making the conscious effort to see him, when you're making the con your con. Oh my gosh. When you're making a conscious effort to have your life more Christ centered and more aligned, even in just one place, everything else kind of will creep into alignment um, with our heavenly father, with his desires for us, with our savior, with the atonement. Um, and it's a game changer. And remember, you're gonna mess up. You are going to mess up. You are going to make mistakes. You're going to end up at the edge of that mouse pad. And that's okay because God knew that that was going to happen, which is why he gave us the atonement. And all we have to do is pick up the mouse, realign, recalculate, figure out where we are, where we want to be, and how do we get there. Um, And that's what I'm going to leave you with for today. And I hope you have a good one. I'll talk to you next week.